listening to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, Bishop Clark uses 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 7 as the foundation scripture for part one of the message, Execute the Mission. I read to you out of Romans chapter 9, verse 10 through 17, because Romans chapter 9 starts out, uh, verse 10 starts in verse 10, talking about Rebecca having two babies in her womb. It also culminates in verse 17 with the mercy of God. I think on last week, it may have been at 11 a.m., I was sharing with the church something very important about mercy. That when Abraham was searching for a wife for his son Isaac, he did not search for the wife himself. He sent out his servant to find Isaac a wife. Abraham in the text there, it's in the book of Genesis, is a type of father. Isaac, as we know in the scripture, is a type of son. The father laid his son on the altar to sacrifice his son, his son, on the altar as a burnt offering. God allowed that representative to take place, that representation, because he wanted to show Abraham and the world, who would be men and women of faith, he wanted to show them what it cost him to save the world. So he must give his only begotten son, lay him on the cross, kill him that all of us through his shed blood would have a right to the tree of life. The Roman soldiers didn't kill Jesus. God slew his own son. And so we see a replica of that in the book of Genesis with Abraham and he places Isaac on the altar. We know he didn't kill him fully. God said, I just wanted to see with you withhold any good thing from me. He's a type. Abraham is a type of father here. Isaac is a type of son. The servant going to search for a wife is a type of Holy Spirit. And Rebecca, the wife that he chose, is a type of the church that has twins on the inside. The church is supposed to birth something special in every community. The church, you and I, are supposed to produce something in this region that hadn't happened before. That's our assignment. We're supposed to give hope to where the hopeless thrive. We're supposed to change the economic, the economic uh, uh, possibilities of many. We're supposed to affect and impact the kingdoms of our world. Technology and, and family and government and business and medicine and politics. We're supposed to impact all of it, even the infrastructure of our city. We need police guarding and protecting us as we travel back and forth. There are so many people coming in and out of the church that we need police officers directing traffic because we're impacting the infrastructure. From city lights to city water. The church is supposed to burn electricity. 
We're supposed to have so many things going on in our ministry and in the culture of our church that we burn a lot of electricity. Whether it's gymnasiums for kids or schools for kids. In Dallas, Texas, uh, Bishop Jake said he's maybe number two. His church pulls more electricity number two in the city. Out of all businesses, his organization draws that electric bill like that. I know Bishop McLaughlin told us years ago his electricity is 17000 a month. Well, if you sit there and you don't understand those kind of numbers, you're crying about 2000 3000 Think about a ministry that their electric bill is seventeen to 25000 or 80000 a month. That's what these corporations are doing. Okay? You grow your church like Joel Osteen, the electric bill a hundred grand a month. And you crying about a tithe of twenty dollars? Are you where's the money going? It's going in the electricity. <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you think Jimmy Swaggart was playing? 150 million a year. What do you think he's paying for electricity? He's going around the world. Y'all understand that? These are the things that happen and occur when we understand and know that the church is supposed to change the culture. You can't change it today without AC and electricity. Even if you get them saved, they're not coming sweating in America. They're not doing that. Those days are gone. It just, it's, just, it's, it's just not the same anymore. So Abraham is a type of what? Come on, talk to me. Type of father. Isaac is a type of? His servant. Abraham's servant is a type of what? Holy Spirit, and he selects a wife for Isaac, and she, Rebecca, is a type of what? And the church has twins. Supposed to birth something in the earth. Now, understanding that, let's examine the text again. And not only this, verse 10, when Rebecca, who had conceived by one man, in other words, the babies in her came from one seed or one man, and his name was Isaac. Paul is very strategic here because we don't have many spirits. We're all a part of the same family. There isn't many spirits. There's one spirit. She conceived by one man, even by our father Isaac, for the children not yet, yet being born, not having done any good or evil, God selected one of them to be the leader. And he chose the younger of the two and even prophesied that the older will serve. This is what he told Rebecca. The older will serve the younger. He elected Jacob to be the leader. Even went on to say, Jacob, I've loved and Esau have I hated. In other words, I didn't select him for this divine purpose. Then he goes on to say, Did, is there any unrighteousness? Because uh, people will take that and say, well, no one has a choice today. Uh, as it relates to election, no, you don't have a choice. He selected you for a purpose. You didn't have a choice with that. If he selected you to be a preacher, you don't have a choice with that. If he selected you to work with a certain gift, you don't have a choice for that. He decided that this is what I'm going to do with your life. Some he selected. Glory to God to go through a little bit more than others and gave them the kind of heart to deal with it so they can be leaders and examples to others in the in the world. That's what he does. 
There's a man in the Bible that I think had some type of malady came to Jesus and they was like, well, maybe this man did some wrong in his past uh, to have this kind of ailment. Jesus said, that's not the case. It's not that he did anything wrong or anything right, but I've selected him to be this way, to be blind or to have an issue in his body that I can heal him and show you the power of the cross. Now that's that 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 opens up your mind. You mean God has selected a path for many of us to follow and sometimes there are briars in that path and thorns in that path and some of the people go skate all of their life without tasting desperate. But God selected you to go through those things that he can apply mercy to your life and when other people look at it they don't see you. They say look how God takes that crack pot and works with the mercy that I placed in it and it doesn't leak. <laughs> vessels of mercy are vessels that are cracked and yet God uses it for his glory vessels of honor have no crack beautiful vessel look good feel good great health and still flowing everybody's already graduated from college great 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 stuff happening all of this stuff going on everything they touch they got the Midas touch on everything that's a vessel of honor, but a vessel of mercy has cracks in it, yet God uses it for his glory. Is there anyone in here believe that you're a vessel of mercy? I don't always feel honorable, but I thank God for his mercy. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I will show mercy. Look at the word here, verse 17 now. What shall we say then? Is the righteousness of God... Is, is, is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, look at this. This is what he said to Moses. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. I will condemn whom I condemn. So it is God who shows the mercy. Thank you, Jesus. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 7 and 8, we see another passage. And it reads like this, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive or obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now God says, I'll show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Jesus comes along as the word made flesh and said, blessed are those who show mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. So even though God shows mercy, he's saying when we show mercy, we will receive mercy. When you don't give someone what they deserve, they deserve punishment. But when you withhold the punishment and extend it, which really hurts you. God says you will receive mercy. Thank you, God. Even if a brother have fault, this is Galatians. Paul picks it up. Galatians chapter 6. If a brother has fault, falls into a ditch. Glory to God. You need to restore them in the spirit of meekness. Using mercy, considering yourself. Now, how many of us practice that when we see someone fall? Do we step out and say, you know what? I can extend myself a little bit here. Considering myself. The stuff that I went through, the things that I've done, can I show a little mercy here? We should restore them in the spirit of me. That, that's going to cut out a whole lot of mean believers. 
who use religion and all this stuff to be mad at people. See, sin is sin. Sin is sin until it hits your house. You going to kick your own child out of the house? A teenager, when they fall in, you going to kick them out? You work with them. Now, if they grown, now you got to do with them differently. <laughs> I have to balance it out because some people don't understand. I have to say everything because they be like, well, what about it? What if they're 50 years old and they live with me? <laughs> 50? Fifty? You got to find your own way, son, daughter. You got to find your own way. We raise our boys that when they become a certain age, if you're going to take on a family, you need to take responsibility because you don't have any meaning in the work until you take responsibility. Anybody can sit there and critique me if you ain't paying no bills. You don't have your own spot yet. You can talk to me. Still living with mom. All right. You can always have an attitude. But when you got to take responsibility. Take the money that you make and pay light bill and insurance and all of those other things and still love. And still love now. Get married. You got to give up all your money. So you better make sure that you marry the right woman. You're supposed to give up. All your money. You don't have no stash, no hidden stash. You don't have none of that. Ladies, you too now. You don't need no hidden stash because I work too. You better give it all. Because wherever your treasury is, if you have your money separated, your heart can never, in, your heart can never integrate or be engrafted into it because you separate it with the money. You understand? If you want it all, you got to pull it all together. If you don't know, now you know. So, so. <laughs> That's why when people say they're ready to get married, I cry. <laughs> you doing? You doing what? What you? What is? What? What? Why are you doing that? Cause you got to give it all up. Your grandmama can't tell you to put it under a bench somewhere, hide it in the mattress. You can't have a secret account. That's done. If she's your wife, she should have an entitlement to your cash. Hopefully you married the right one. Amen. And you're supposed to give it with a smile. In other words, I, my joy is to see you happy. My joy is to see our children smile. My joy is to see you go to the next level. That's what you're supposed to do with your money. Okay? Even if she wrote a bad check, you're supposed to be able to show mercy. Okay, we can't do that. We need to recalibrate here now. We need to work with it, and we're going to turn it back over to you. You can't do that again now. This one's on me. Are y'all here? For <laughs> show mercy. Amen. If you don't get married to the right person, you get a divorce, and you get married to the second one, the stat says that the second marriage won't work either. 
the stack says the third marriage even has more rocky roads. Okay? So what you want to do is show mercy. You want to show mercy. That's why get marriage counseling before you get married. Another thing you got to understand is that uh, uh, without mercy, there is no redemption. Because you'll meet people, you'll meet people that'll get on your ever-loving nerves, your, your, on your, uh, just, all, just on your last nerve. Even in your marriage, okay? You're like, who is this? Who are you, right? But what you want to do is show mercy. So you can weather the storm. Y'all still here? Mercy. Look at this. We're God's tenants here. What do you think about mercy? We're God's tenants. And yet here we. And yet here he, our landlord, pays us rent. Now let me let me let me help you with this. Mercy now, we are God's tenants here. And yet here he, our landlord, pays us rent. God is the owner. He's the landlord. We're his tenants. Yet he pays us rent. Not yearly, not monthly, not daily, or even hourly, or quarterly, but every minute, he renews mercy. He renews mercy. He pays every hour, every minute, mercy when we should be paying him. And he's saying, I show mercy on whom I will show mercy, which simply means when Jesus died on the cross, he extended it to all men. And I will show compassion on whom I will show compassion. But blessed are those who are merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. So condemnation is with God. If God wants to, he can condemn who he wants to. He can say, uh, Upstein, I'm done with you. Your stuff is so bad, I'm done. But another one, I'll show you mercy. I will extend your days. Give you an opportunity to hear the gospel so you can stop it. Nobody knows you're doing it. That's what God can do. So all of us talking about what's fair and what's not fair is in his hands. That's what I'm trying to show you. He can say to one, you've done more than what Epstein has done. Epstein has done. But I'm going to give you more time to get yourself together. But with you, it's over for you. You, you're done. Stick a fork in you take you off the grill you're well done on both sides you starting to smell burned y'all understand he's that kind of God that can do that that's why we have to stand in the spot 
where we're always showing mercy to others. Because he can condemn. We're not supposed to condemn. He never told us. He actually said vengeance is what? Mine, saith the Lord. If you're in a place where you can condemn someone and you take that liberty now, you're stepping in God's zone. You always want to reach for mercy. You're going to have, all, all, have people always say things like, well, what about if they're using you? Well, that's a whole other problem. I ain't talking about that now. Because sometimes they're not using you and you don't show mercy. If they're using you, confront it. You can't complain about what you allow. If you, you, some of us are being used by our own children. I'm talking about they grown, but they're still, somebody got on your heart. Like you got to still raise them. Okay, so it's not the people in the world. <laughs> I preached here in the year 2000, Judas, tw Judas, 20, uh, Judas 2000. In other words, I said there's going to come a time, I saw it, where young people are going to have their, their parents stoked, just totally fooled, working all up under the veneer of darkness, doing all kinds of illicit things right up under their nose. Your own children, it's going to happen, and we're living in that day right now. Get up and investigate your kids. Believe me, I deal with all of it. It comes across my desk. The Lord highlighted mercy, and I'm just opening this up today because he's not done with mercy. That's one of the gifts that God gave the church, members in particular, the gift of mercy. So, out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, we have gifts, ministry gifts. We also, out of the book of Romans, chapter 12, we have other gifts. In 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, we have power gifts. Out of Romans, chapter 12, verse 6 through 8, we have the gift of prophecy, the gift of service, the gift of teaching. The gift of encouragement, the gift of giving, the gift of leadership, and the gift of mercy. These gifts need to be unearthed within the body of Christ. Most people gravitate to Romans, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 12, with the power gifts. They want those gifts because it gets you a lot of notoriety. But we need the gifts that are mentioned in Romans chapter 12 to be unearthed within the framework of the church and they need to function. A gift of prophecy. You don't have to be a prophet to have the gift of prophecy. The office of prophet is different from the gift of prophecy. You can be talking to a person individually and God will help you to work in that realm of the prophetic. Amen. We don't believe in controlling prophecies. We don't believe in telling people who their husband is or who their wife is. That ain't, that's not God. We don't do that here. And I'm asking you, if you're going to work with that gift, do not tell people because they believe in you or you believe in them who their spouse is going to be. That's, you're stepping out. The Bible says if a man finds. So let the man find his wife versus you telling them who they are. I don't do that. I've had people that ask me, who do you think, do you believe this is my husband? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not trying to hook you all up. Check his credit score. 
check his credit score and you decide <laughs> that's just one check you need about 18,000 more check his credit score does he love his mama but does he still love his mama in other words his mama tell him sit down and he go and sit down and you married to him But his mama told him to be, son, I don't think you need to do this. And she, he, he obeyed what his mama said. And you married to him. You have to have a man who's been able to put that in check. That's going to mess up a lot of mamas because they want their son to listen to him when they're 25, 30, 40 years old. But if he marries a woman, you got to turn that over. A man shall therefore leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife and weave 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 his finances would he won't be able to weave if he's still connected with you like that you have to be able to release him and you're gonna cry you're gonna cry See him walk away and he doesn't turn around and wait. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2506. That's reference number 2506. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. In the hustle and bustle of everyday living, 
Sometimes we miss moments, intimate moments with our children. And that is, I believe we need to pull them close, look them in the eye and say, I love you. I'm with you. And I would like to encourage you today. Don't allow the sun to go down without you pulling your children close, up close, same air close, and tell them that Jesus loves them. But remember to tell them that you love them too. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.